Good evening. <laughs> you fucking... Someone said something. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I sniggered. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Start again. Start again. No sniggering. No well, Rig is probably going to use this for the start bit anyway, so that's right. Good evening. La, 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 la. One more time. Let's, keep going. Again. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Oh, perfect. Keep going. Just roll with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Overcast Gamer Show. It is Monday, the 14th of August, not Sunday. Mm. We, uh, we, we, we fucked it up again, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we done goofed. We done goofed again. Uh, yep. I'm joined, as per usual, by... Regan Harper. Balthazar Valentine. And, once uh, again... Michael, yeah, Michael Langdon. Michael oh, Langdon. Sorry, he's back. He's back in the back in the pack. Uh, and he's, yep. he's going to join us to, to chat about... What Crash Bandicoot? We've got some No Man's Sky. We've got The Witness, uh, and we've got a discussion on what makes a real gamer. So that's going to be real fun. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what have you guys been up to? What have you been? What have you been doing this past fortnight? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. We were actually just talking before about you know how when we have our weeknight kind of weeknight podcast, it's it's such a different vibe. We're all sort of it, it is. tired zombies, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was quite fortunate, though, this week, actually. I managed to... I don't want to rub it in, but I had a half day today. Half day <laughs> oh, work. what a sack of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I um, actually started the day off with a first aid course, which was kind of interesting. Like nice. A, like a refresher sort of thing. Yeah. Um, learned all about what to do in an emergency. Um, and it turns out the answer is chest compressions and... <laughs> Yelling at someone to get a defibrillator. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. anytime anyone's had any sort of injury whatsoever, it's chest compressions. That's essentially. That's the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like how you set it up by saying you learned what to do in an emergency. So there's an earthquake, and you just grab the nearest person and start doing <laughs> chest yeah. Start breaking ribs. More or less. Yeah, more or less. And so nice. you know, I mean, you check to see that the response of first no response. You get on. You know, get on with your chest compressions. Is, is there another step before that, Regan? Uh, something about checking for danger, but I sort of glossed over that bit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it, thought it was important, uh, Matt. Go on. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, yeah, no. So we, uh, so we learned all about, yeah, what to do when shit hits the fan. Have you guys, you guys done any first aid courses or anything like that? A very long time ago. A very, very, very long time ago. I remember the chest compressions and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I Typically, I come away with two things, chest compressions and staying alive by the Bee Gees. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten that part. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's kind of all there is to first aid is, is those two things. So, yeah. It just blows head when you're going around rescuing people or chest compressing um, unlucky folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, keep an eye out on the news for someone in Wellington, New Zealand, just randomly accosting people in the street and demanding chest compressions. Yeah, breaking their ribs. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? What's been... Uh, yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what's been happening in the world of Abe, Mike, and Balthazar? Mike? Want me to go on a quick rant? Yeah, Balthazar, yeah absolutely, man. Rant, rant it up. Nice. So, yesterday, I, I went for dinner. Um, as you do, you sometimes go out for dinner yep. um, to a place, uh, Hippopotamus in Wellington. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, very hoity-toity. Yeah, very there. fancy. 
Mm. It was a uh, it was a birthday, uh, uh, a seventieth birthday maybe or something. So a big big total like fifteen ifers or what have you. And what I learned is that New Zealand cannot do like classy or good like <laughs> this this place was supposed to be a fancy fucking place and it was trash it was oh, like man. when i got in there and looked around honestly i thought this is the living room of a 70 year old woman who's been collecting big time for 50 big years time. it's super <laughs> um, fucking like tacky in there eh? all of the uh all the chairs were upholstered in a different ghastly 60s curtain fabric <laughs> and <laughs> like every painting on the wall subscribed to the uh thought that if it doesn't have tits or ass it's not art mm. oh, right. <laughs> it was just ridiculous the whole thing i was like god so this thing just to get a you know gauge at what sort of thing you're doing this was like a hundred dollar per head sort of situation like this yeah. shit poses itself as classy and just as you know kind of I, I guess a comparison the first thing i thought when i went in is i get me out but then when i actually started <laughs> thinking about it later that people say this sort of thing is classy when we went to a place while we we're in japan called luxus which was an underground place uh you know you kind of like you go down some stairs and into a dark you know room yeah uh, and it was sounds bad but let me let me finish um <laughs> they got out the whips you get seated um you know by the people at the the reception area escort yeah. you to a table they seat you in front of a floor to ceiling wall to wall like turtle tank and aquarium uh, <laughs> where you you know get some nice food i mean granted we weren't really feeling much on the menu so we just got like a margarita pizza and shared it but we spent like ten dollars all up on food and drinks ten dollars as opposed to a hundred per head for a place that looked classier than probably anything in new zealand ever could look and i was like man and they have the ghoul to charge us for this and send us a waiter who can't even speak english because <laughs> french accent is so thick it was ridiculous <laughs> so that's $10. my uh, i i probably preemptively lying to say that's my rant for the podcast there's probably another one coming but <laughs> yeah. that's my uh, Big time. That's it for now. What was the food like out of 10? So it was good. Um, out of 10, <laughs> I'd give it like a solid Nick Cage out of 10. Like <laughs> you can't quite tell if you like it or not, but you don't hate it kind of thing. Right, um, right. It was, I mean, the main was, was good. Like I got the lamb rump and it was really good. Like the texture was perfect. It was, it was like, seared perfectly the sides were you know a little to be desired i couldn't even tell you what they were to be honest because the menu was all in french it was like someone took a potato and then tried to make what looks like a multi-layered lasagna out of just the potato so like a potato bite like, yeah, but with no other ingredients. Meggie, two minute. Just <laughs> two minute potato and potato on potato with potato. Potato um, bacon. Cheese grated on top. Nice. No cheese on top. That's what I'm saying. There's literally no other ingredient. Oh. It was just layered potato. Awful. But no, the, the lamb was good and the dessert was supposed to be creme brulee. But much like everything else in the restaurant, I, they seem to just get, I don't know, the core ingredients and splatter them over the plate in different places and then <laughs> tell you it's deconstructed or some shit. Oh, I yes, I, I'm aware of this, this uh, trend. I don't, I don't like it at all. Mm. No. Um, so all in all, you know, uh, there was some solid banter um and uh you know it was the the lamb was good 
but the evening was yeah it was it was a solid nick cage out of 10 nice. <laughs> i want to take i want to take everything you just said balthazar get the recording and do a do a speech to text transcribe and post that on their zomato page or, or <laughs> yes whatever yes, just sure. as a review yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, do it. Do it. <laughs> I think uh, I think they'd be pretty happy with that. Mm. I'll just I'll leave in whatever they mistranslate as well, and um, they can. Yeah. They can and then we just sign it off as I don't know some. So in case it looks like utter gibberish, we'll you know <laughs> review by the New Zealand version of IGN or something. <laughs> From again, New Zealand. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh god. And then oh, god, if we do submit it as. If we do submit it as Egan, you've got to make sure you change the score to 10 out of 10 as well. Yeah. 7.9. Regan, you actually gave, gave me shivers thinking about an Egan New Zealand. Uh, ugh, ugh. Where would they find the people? There's there's no there's no one in New Zealand that could really fill an Egan role, I feel. Like everyone uh, would probably bring a little bit too much sub, substance. <laughs> John <Kate. laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, my son's uh, played Call of Duty once, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was Black Ops 2. He's got that one with, with the minecarts. <laughs> I, I don't even know what they gave us. <laughs> uh, is it a ukulele? <laughs> uh, anything. Mm. I think he probably saw what he thought was a minecart and has heard the name Minecraft and just put them together. Mm. I did not even get it. Okay, Mike, Mike, what have you been up to, man? Oh, not too much, really. I had uh, a couple of weeks off work because I was a bit ill, which is good and bad. Um, yeah. Bad for being ill, but yeah you know got a lot of video games in i'm assuming you um, mean ill like sick not you know yeah really yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> ill like well, both sick. really like both straight really. out of compton um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah both yeah yeah not really a lot eh? uh what'd you get it what'd you get achieved with that two weeks oh we'll get to what oh, you've been playing i suppose but um yeah yeah what's your what's your recovery methods here mike what have you been uh what have you been doing just sort of sitting at home staying warm heater yeah, I don't know. Just blasting, <laughs> blasting that chicken noodle soup or anything? No, I don't actually have any chicken noodle soup. That's oh. good right now. Yeah, that's um, missed opportunity. A lot <laughs> of like stretch out into or try some limb sip. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you did you buy it in bulk and I think you're 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 making something else? <laughs> no, no, I, I never <laughs> never actually had it before, so I was like kind of just had a, had a little bit, kind of. Scared of becoming addicted to various painkillers. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Limbs um, freaks me out, man, because I know how much paracetamol is in that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you have one yeah. too many. You have one too many limbsips, and you know your liver is shot. You know, I think limbsips the one with pseudoephedrine in it as well. I'm pretty sure, which is the the pee the pee making. Oh, um, really? Yeah, God, element. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's why if people buy it in bulk, um, they'll you'll you'll get the cops knocking on your door. Limbsip is some hmm. fucking gangster shit. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, the lemon on the front should be wearing a bandana or something. <laughs> oh, great. Nice one. Got cool. Some, oh, going to, me going well. to. I have. Yeah. What, what, what about? I saw you midway through last week and you told me that uh, the StarCraft 1 remake was coming out last week. It's not out, Michael. Oh, no, <laughs> didn't I say it was coming out um, today? So it's Monday, like. You might have US said it was coming out Europe today on Wednesday last week, as in Wednesday last week. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's it was coming out. <laughs> I think it's all that lens that getting to you. Fellas, this discussion's going Fine nowhere. Yeah. We have to move on. <laughs> Way to, to throw more. our guest under the bus, Balthazar. <laughs> we'll, we'll fight it out later. <laughs> Regan, you've been to the movies, man. I have. And so, once again, everyone, welcome to our one-minute movie review. Uh, Absolutely. For the second episode. Movies in a minute. Movies I in think. a minute. <laughs> 
think that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. With an exclamation mark. Yeah, essentially. Um, and a, like a clock in the background of the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've been to the movies a, a few weeks ago now, actually. So I've sort of been hanging on to this one, um, but it's another yep. another film. So someone's going to basically the premise is we've got one minute to give our uh, give a movie review. Um, so yep. someone's going to need to time this for me and uh, and and tell me give me the time and I will tell you all about the movie that I saw, Dunkirk. Not a problem, man. Uh, I'll give you 15 seconds. Hang on. We're on 45, 46. So I'll let you know when it's five seconds to go. <laughs> Have you got an analog stop clock going on? I've got my watch, <laughs> which is an analog watch. <laughs> it's a, uh, All right, five cool. seconds. All right. We'll just wait for Three, you. Two, one, go. Okay. Dunkirk. So Christopher Nolan writes and directs basically an absolute fucking masterpiece. Uh, movie follows pretty much the desperation of the British. Uh, French and I think there's some Belgium soldiers in there as well about 300,000 of them stranded on a beach in Dunkirk in the north of France um, essentially with nowhere to go surrounded by Germans essentially um, about to be about to be killed dead um, and the movie really I guess is all about the desperation and the fear and the slow creeping uh, just gut-wrenching fear of, of being in that particular situation they've got two ways out they get saved by uh you know by their their homeland or they get bombed by germans and they all die uh, 15 seconds oh 15 seconds left yep oh shit okay uh the uh, <laughs> soundtrack uh hans zimmerman um amazing minor chords shepherd tones it's all through it um it's incredible just leaves you feeling drowned asphyxiated when you come up for breath oh that, that's that, that's our that's our minute there, Regan. That is uh, it was so, a good review, though. Thank you. That's so difficult. A minute is not failed long. to get in the word perpetuity that I forgot to give you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <for> <laughs> <not to> get... <laughs> Brilliant. So, no points for telepathy. Yeah, apologies for that, man. <laughs> no, that that was good, man. I agree with a lot of that. The fear and the intensity was was palpable in it, that film. Just incredible. <laughs> like, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it now, and so you know, we'll push out the minute. But for me, the the main point I wanted to make that I didn't manage to get to was the music is just unbelievable and to the point like you don't really realize that it's there the whole way through the film well you do yeah. realize it's there but then you really notice the silence so there's a couple moments in the film where there's where the music stops and it's just silence and it's kind of like wow like you have the sense that you're actually coming up for breath um it's yeah no it's it's unbelievable unbelievable it's the, it's the old stopwatch thing eh? that, that they've sort of got a watch sound that's that's melded into the into the soundtrack they do yeah and it just gives everything yeah, a sense yeah. of urgency and it uses this really so, cool thing um called i actually did some some googling called shepherd tones um which was like it, it kind of stirred part of my memory from my music degree days and it's that thing where um it sort of sounds like that constantly rising noise that's kind of like mm, that that's sort of in the background of Hans Zimmerman's stuff and they do it by like taking octave notes and stacking them up on one another and slowly phasing the volume of the high and low octave note out and phasing in so it actually never gets higher in pitch but um it sounds like it is because of the way that they do the volumes it's really cool ah, really okay. really cool yeah Fancy we uh, we sound stuff there, so yeah. Nice man. I'll, I'll just have to just have to minor correction. Uh, Hans Zimmer is is, is oh the name. sorry yeah Hans Zimmer. I think you get confused with George Zimmerman, the um the guy who got oh. shot in Florida. Um, oh possibly yeah yeah <laughs> no, my bad. He was, he was the uh, the shooter. Or was wasn't he? he the shooter? He was the shooter. Yeah. Was he? 
and he shot Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Right, yep. right. Yep. yep. My apologies. Corrections, uh, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> no, that's right. You did a very, very good job, Regan. I completely agree with that. I, I saw Dunkirk in IMAX and it was mind blowing. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. You were in the war, which was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, man. The, and the, um, I think the parts that really I thought were quite cool were the pilot when you know you're following the pilots yeah. around and and uh, yeah just so old, cool. Oh Tom mm. Tom Hardy is as the pilot hey up there in the mm. doing all the dogfighting and and when he lets the um lets the machine guns off oh you feel that yeah oh especially <laughs> if you're in an IMAX cinema with the oh man the... I, I don't I never want to hear gunshots that loud again in my life. <laughs> nice. Fuck. I, I feel like I missed the full experience because I just saw it in like one of the, the tiny theaters underneath the embassy. Oh, oh, true. Yeah, yeah one of those little. If you're seeing it in a theater, you're still doing okay. Like, it's it's genuinely a yeah, film yeah. where if you yeah. watch it, it was, at home it was on still your TV, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just sort of. Yeah, you could you could watch it at home on your TV, but you'd be like, yeah, it was a film about a war, and it was good. But when you see it at the cinema and you get that full experience, it's it's um, it's next level, man. It's next level. The, the best in, thing. The, oh, go the go ahead. Yeah, so it just intense the whole way through away. Just like, it is, yeah, relentlessly intense. Uh, yeah. Then. And the, well, yeah, I suppose we, we don't want to dive into spoilers, but the sort of mucking around with um, timelines and things like that, mm, I did, yeah. did not see that coming. That was really, really cool um, how they sort of, you know, you didn't really know what you were looking at for a while and then it kind of clicked into place later on. You're like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, and you see the same event from like different angles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Christopher Nolan. You know, that, that's his, that's him at his finest is, is him yeah. mucking around with time dilation and things like that. Um, Inception, Memento and chopping up narratives. But yeah, very, very good film, Dunkirk. Uh, Regan, out of five stars, what'd you give that, man? Uh, I would give it four and a half, close to close to perfection. Yeah. And, um, close to perfection? Yeah. I, I five out of five? Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Why not? Five out of five. Nice. Do it. Yeah. Nice. Lock it in. Very good. I, I would also give it that a five out of five uh, if I were to rate it. So yeah, I, I think that's a bloody good film. Probably be in my top ten of movies uh, by the end of the year, unless a whole bunch of other really good shit comes out in the next you know, <laughs> four, four months. No, what are we in? August. Yeah, four months, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Um, we'll move into what we've been playing now. I will say guests first. Mike, do you want to do you want to tell us about the Witness Man? Yeah, sure. Um, I- I picked it up on sale um, on the PlayStation Store. I think the sale might be still going at thirteen fifty or something. Nice. Because um, I'd heard uh, both from you, Abe, and I think my older brother as well both say like amazing things about it. Yeah. Like some really incredible moments. But yeah, it, it's a, a puzzle game. That's sort of like what it is ultimately. Um, <laughs> you, you sort of get put on this island and you wander around solving these these line puzzles. <laughs> and it slowly introduces it, it doesn't sound great when you talk about it but like, <laughs> i remember balthazar giving me shit about this thing <laughs> but like um you, you slowly like get introduced to these new rules that to like solve the the line puzzles like so you gotta i don't know, make certain patterns or yeah uh draw the line through uh these like dots that appear in the paths and that sort of thing um in order to like solve the puzzle correctly and it, it keeps introducing these rules and then um, sort of mixing them up as well and like merging mm-hmm. rules together. So you get, get learn one rule by itself, another, another rule by itself. And then the two rules together. You know, yeah. Two rules together. And you sort of like have these moments where you're just like, Oh, like, Oh shit, how's this going to work? Like, or is, wait, is this actually possible? <laughs> um, <laughs> like so many, so many moments where it was just like, 
oh my god like what is going on here um because <laughs> it, it's you, really sorry, oh, i was just gonna say abe you your i'm pretty sure your gauntlet that you threw down was if you can finish this game without using the internet yeah then you know i well think it was done. i'll give them ten dollars or something <laughs> T- ten i think dollars. that's what it was I think we'll have to check the recording, but I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mike, so, did you did you finish the witness? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Um, I I got the uh, the, the tro- all the trophies for it as well. Got the nice. Uh, and no uh, walkthroughs. Uh, the only walkthrough I used was. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did all the the main puzzles about the walkthroughs. Um, yeah, Because yeah. the the way it's like you sort of wander around and um, these. I think AB, you see this as well. There's a sort of progression to it, where like you'll get you'll get stuck, but because um, you know you, you'll come across a rule that you don't fully understand, but you can always go back or go somewhere else and like do other puzzles, and then then you can just come back and you might have figured it out in the meantime. Um, and, and so it's sort of like you got that exploration as well, which which drives it. Um, but yeah, I, I finished the uh, the main sort of puzzles and you know got the ending um, without without any sort of guides just sort of kind of weeks of just wondering and like thinking about it. And <laughs> I showed, I showed Ava, I, I think I sent him a, a message, um, just like all my, the diagrams that I'd yeah. like drawn out on. So just got like, you know, mail and receipts on my desk and just like cut out some shape. <laughs> yeah. The scrollings uh, of a madman. <laughs> yeah. It makes me. It, it makes it sound like you know if someone from outside of, of the gaming community walked in and saw that shit, they'd be like, what is, is this like some Rain Man shit going on in here? Like, yeah, yeah. It totally yeah. looks like that. Eh? My notebooks <laughs> yeah. were covered in just like vivid diagrams of Tetris blocks and things and like <laughs> yeah. all sorts yeah, of weird nonsense. Eh? I've like got them cut out. I've got these little paper shapes cut out that I just like, that weren't actually too useful, but you know, just like sort of arranged them in different different ways trying to find what the solution was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But the, the, the brilliant thing about it, which I forgot to mention so far, is the, the way that the, the island, like the environment itself, comes into the the game because, oh yeah oh that, that like, was a magical thing <laughs> yeah yeah just um like uh it sort of starts at the beginning you get put in an orchard uh well near the beginning um and you got to like you get like a diagram of a tree and so you, you sort of start the line at the base and you're gonna move it up to one of the branches and so behind the the puzzle is an actual tree with uh with an apple on it and so the the solution is to follow the the um the puzzle like up to the branch so you follow the line up to where the uh, the apple is to solve yep. the puzzle, and then it unlocks the next puzzle. Um, but that that sort of uh, is just sort of a bit of an introduction into the whole mechanic of p- paying really close attention to the environment mm. around you, um, because you, you're going to need to like look at everything and be really attentive um, to actually solve some of these puzzles. Yeah, because um, a lot of them were like uh, I, I came back to like one one of them um, in particular three times. Um, before I actually figured it out because it didn't seem like there was any clue at all. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like you actually look at it from a certain angle uh, that, that you sort of see what you need to do. So the the uh, environmental puzzles, are they like just add-ons that you can do and the core game is just on the actual like line tablets or do you have to figure out this environmental shit to actually finish the game? Oh, no. So so like uh, the, the tablet puzzles, like a lot of them need you to pay attention to what's around you to actually solve. Yeah, they're 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 um, one and the same pretty much, Regan. Like, right. They're, they're but then, but then there's like on top of that, there's the the other the, the more environmental stuff, which is you you look at the um 
your surroundings and then you see you see one of the line puzzles sort of appear like in the clouds or in the tree line or something yeah. like that <laughs> which wow. is uh yeah sort of that that stuff blew my mind they eh? like i think i went up to the top of a mountain and i looked down and i saw this there was a panel and it was just like a straight line i was like what then i drew on it and then i got a massive fright because i had my headphones cranked up <laughs> and this just like magical dust exploded and i started drawing on the river and i was like oh yeah shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's but... all pretty amazing but yeah i was going around doing a lot of those as well because i thought that was what what i needed the final trophy for um so it's been like a whole day doing those and there are yeah. a, a lot of them there are so many i didn't even get them all but um yeah uh, I, I decided like uh, i should probably actually look up what, the, what i actually need to do for the final trophy and it was <laughs> actually a whole i'm not sure if you found it abe like um before the end there's like a, a statue of a guy looking at a, a puzzle uh that or, like, rings a bell. it's been a while ago yeah yeah mm. um, um so there's like a massive portion of the game abe that you probably haven't seen yeah so the, there's this whole uh, sort of underground uh, puzzle place which um, just has loads of puzzles in it uh, which is unlocked by this guy uh, like who's who's looking at a, a puzzle on his tablet so there's probably just this whole massive underground place that, that Abe you haven't actually seen man that's <laughs> awesome because I, I don't know how many goddamn puzzles I did and you know if there's a whole nother chunk like I enjoyed it don't get me wrong but man you start to go a bit mental after you've done that many yeah. you start seeing lines every, like Mike do yeah. you start yeah. seeing lines just in yeah, your yeah. life yeah, just go go about like, oh shit, this is a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, start drawing on them. And did you like did you also see that weird like FMV sequence at the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this little underground place uh, which had like a little theater in it. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's it's sort of like a dude laid up in bed, and it's I guess it's Jonathan Blow, or it's supposed to represent him, or something like that. And you sort of see him going about his daily lives and him sort of being obsessed with the puzzles and stuff like that but it's all yeah like real life you know sort of um gopro perspective oh right no i didn't actually see that one you haven't um, seen that oh some, yeah there's some other Check ones that out, Max, it's messed up yeah <laughs> there, there are some like uh sort of solutions that they're sort of like keys or so like to unlocking different clips in this little theater uh-huh. um but the last one i found was um I, I don't know how long it was i was watching it for like 15 minutes and the the line it's got like a sort of timer line that moves um it only moved like a tiny fraction like five percent or something like that yeah yeah just just a guy like telling these stories and just like holy shit this must go on for like two hours (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna oh man jonathan blow is a is a is a nutcase day i love everything he does because it's just so weird and you never know what you're (laughs) gonna do and it's just always so intensely complex and yeah, it's it's like borderline pretentious. It's not quite pretentious, <laughs> but it's so close to being pretentious. Yeah, mm. um, yeah rather, um, just just like solving the, the the kick you get out of solving these puzzles is oh, really yeah. good as well. So, um, man, there's a final challenge where you got to solve a bunch of like randomly generated puzzles, and you got to do all sorts of tricky stuff. Stuff like um, it, it gives you three puzzles at once, um, and only one of them has a solution, uh, and then it shows you a sort of maze puzzle uh, with some dots in it. And you have to memorize the line you take through the maze because then you have to walk through that actual I, maze. I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it does your head in. But it also makes you feel like other games aren't actually mentally stimulating when you play The Witness because you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you do feel real smart. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, Regan, 
Yeah. You've been playing bum, Sean Murray's bum, No Man's Sky. Bum, Sean Murray's <laughs> No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yes. It's making a bit of a comeback, eh? It, it is. Yeah, so, I mean, I, we mentioned on the last pod, I think, uh, that there was this AIG happening for it, and yes. that, that all wrapped up, and the new, and, and we mentioned that, you know, then it was all kind of wrapped up with No Man's Sky, and the new patch has released yep. to No Man's Sky one year after it was released. It's called Atlas, the Atlas Rises Update. Um, and add some pretty key shit that was kind of missing from the game and the, the kind of things that people were expecting to be <laughs> to be in the game a year ago. Mm. Uh, so things like there's a story now. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's a whole sort of like thirty apparently thirty hours worth of story. Yeah, um, still yeah which is which is cool. Uh, there's portals. So you can essentially like stargates if you've if you like know that shit that was in the first trailer and everyone was like yeah oh, look yeah at that. He exactly went for a stargate and came yeah. out I'm yeah. sure I also remember Sean Murray saying like oh you know like you'll you'll come across a portal and you can't take your ship through it so you got to make a decision do you t- go through the portal and like yeah. come a lot closer. Um, and leave all your stuff behind. He totally like, did say that. Oh, man. really? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm not quite sure if that is still the case. But so, okay, so we got storyline, portals, um, a new procedural kind of mission system. So essentially, it's like a quest log and procedural missions, kind of like the old dungeon generator in Skyrim. So you can just never have your never-ending missions. I've, from what I've seen, they're all pretty shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trade, trade improvements so uh yeah better trading essentially um system economies which essentially from what the the brief reading i've done means that each of the systems that you travel to will have different internal economies and essentially you're trading you know you might be able to buy and sell gold or nickel or something like that for for more amounts so you know if you really knew the systems that you knew you could make more money by like mining nickel across here and then transferring it across to a different galaxy and selling it there and you know those kind of things um joint exploration so for a lot of people this was a big one so essentially the beginnings of multiplayer whereby you and up to 15 friends can co-inhabit a game and you can actually see them kind of um, <laughs> anyone out there has 14 friends who also have no man's <laughs> yeah, exactly nice. um but so you Harsh. can't yeah you can't see them they appear as like a as like a dot of light F- floating light a floating yeah. light uh that you can frolic about fields with uh and i and i don't know that the interaction is particularly advanced uh but yeah i mean there's some cool stuff in there. I started, so this, this is why I'm rambling because I actually started playing it yesterday and got a good, uh, no, the day before, got a good chunk of time on it and I'm not quite sure. I haven't had enough time to really get into the story, but it's it's still No Man's Sky. Yeah. You know, it's it's got all of these awesome things, but I'm still not quite sold. I'm not quite sure if there's enough in there to make it a really playable and enjoyable game. So the story is great. Um, the extra missions are fine. They're, they're, they're very bog standard. So the, the procedural generated missions are things like go and kill X number of animals or go and destroy X number of uh, of those sentinel bots or go and raid a pirate ship or, you know, really like bog standard stuff that can, you know, that is just kind of very easily repeatable. Um, right. 
yeah, so I'm not quite sure if there's enough there, but I think for those people who have enjoyed No Man's Sky so far and are into sort of like the base building and the economies and the trading and all that sort of stuff, it'll be it'll be massive. Um, but I do need to take my time and get through the story before I can really comment on it. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of good, but I'm still kind of concerned that it's just No Man's Sky with a couple of extra bits and pieces on, on the side. Yeah. Yeah, it, it still blows my mind that this update confirms what everyone thought in that they released a game that was one third finished. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they had, they had like the basics, they had like <clears throat> the world situation in place and then everything else. They were like, cool, give us a year. You know, <laughs> like, Oh man, yeah. I can't believe that even happened. Eh? That's just insane. <laughs> everyone of... bitches about Mass Effect Andromeda being not finished, mm. man. Mm. I do sort of like wonder if it was kind of just a failed experiment. So like, obviously there's the whole steam early access situation that, you know, that that's widely accepted as being totally fine. And if someone says, Oh, our game is an early access, then you pay a couple dollars and you expect to just get a pile of shit while they, while they make it what it is meant to be. Perhaps they were just, maybe they were like, okay, let's just see if we can do this. Let's see if we can just release a game on a console and, and just see if people will buy it and then if they'll stick with us like it kind of feels like they were just testing the waters to see if that was a business model that was potentially viable maybe do you get, do you get what i'm saying yeah yeah no definitely mm. man it's mm, yeah i'm not sure I'm, I'm a bit torn on this one i'm just on steam the the most recent user reviews and let's say 2035 reviews are mostly positive oh really yeah that's good yeah Although overall, That's mostly negative. Me, <laughs> yeah. Mo- over overall reviews instead of recent, uh, mostly negative with seventy six thousand nine hundred fifty seven negative reviews. Wow. Uh, mostly negative reviews, but yeah, mostly positive recently. So mm. I don't know. It, it could be going up. But could yeah, give, up. give me a bit more time with it, and I'll actually be able to sort of um, you know come together with a with a proper uh, a proper review. But um, yeah, it's 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 a lot better, but I'm still not quite convinced. Is all I'll okay. say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's cool. Well, mm. I I would like to to try that one out myself, uh, but I currently have something that's keeping me quite busy and quite enraged. Um, <laughs> and that is, <laughs> everyone would have seen my my uh, my tirade on Facebook last night on the Overcast Gamer Facebook page. Uh, that game is the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. So this is uh, Regan. You had a jam on this. I did. Uh, Mike, you've had a jam on this as well. Yeah. Um. I, I love it. I really, really mm. love it. It's pretty much everything I wanted it to be. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit dodgy in terms of the 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 controls. There's a little bit of input lag there. There's a little bit of um, weightiness, kind of a bit odd feeling. Um, granted, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot 1 on the PS1 in God knows how long, so it could be the same. Uh, but I remember it feeling a little bit more more floaty kind of thing. They've added some some actual physics to Crash, <laughs> which uh, doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. It looks amazing. It pops, man. This mm. game, re- it looks like a mm. you know, it's it's a, it's like a Nintendo game. It's it's all colorful and bright and high resolution textures on that sort of ambience just makes things look great. It looks absolutely <coughs> wonderful. <coughs> uh, Nintendo game, sixty FPS. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I still don't understand how this is not sixty FPS, but uh, oh well, vicarious visions. <laughs> yep. Um, no, it's really good. It's just it's Crash, man. Like. Holy shit! Is this game hard? <laughs> oh, there are some there are some parts. So I was um, 
I was, you know, struggling a little bit here and there. And then I got up to the Road to Nowhere, uh, the infamous Road to Nowhere level, which I do remember from back in the day, which is crossing the bridge with sort of planks that fall away. And there's, for some reason, a pig that runs along these planks and you have to jump over him. And he's an absolute bastard as well. Um God, that level. <laughs> it made me want to tear my hair out. I swore more times than I could possibly count. Um, I must have unloaded... I don't know. I played it for an hour straight before I passed it. Um, I must have unloaded 50 lives into this thing. Eh? It's, it's just ridiculous. And I was just getting livid by the end of this. Um, but yeah, apart from that, like, I mean, that's not the game. That, that, that's Crash, right? That's that's exactly what I wanted. Um, <laughs> maybe was it's it not though? making me a better person. <laughs> it's making me a more a more uh, a, a more restless uh, gamer. <laughs> well, I mean, you you posted on the Facebook page, and it's essentially just a massive gap that like you can't really jump over, right? You've sort no, of no. How do you, you have to climb? I, well, so this is a this is a. This is either me fucking up or this is a poor piece of game design by Naughty Dog. But, um, and I know that sounds blasphemous, but you can't. Vicarious Visions have done something weird. They've given, I think they've given the rope physics as well. So that there's two, you know, it's a swing bridge. So it's sort of like two lines of rope that go along either side. Now, there's a massive gap you get to that you can't jump with one jump, as far as I can tell. Now, so what I tried to do was jump over the gap and land on the one of the sides of the rope in the middle of the jump and then jump back off and land on the next platform. Every time, or well, pretty much every time you land on the rope, you will just slip off into the abyss and die immediately. And there's a video on our Facebook page if you want to see <laughs> me doing pretty much exactly the same thing three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing yeah. multiple times. Sounds like me playing Portal. I, yeah. I can, I can uh, tell you what you're doing wrong. Did you? You didn't cheese it, did you? Did you jump on the rope and just run no, no. off? No, you don't. You don't need to jump on the rope. So no? there's a there's a turtle there that you're spinning away. Yeah. Jump on that, Like when he's close to the edge, you gotta like jump on him and he flips over. Oh. And then, then when you're bouncing on him, um, you can bounce higher by holding down holding down X. Oh right. And See, so gotta, I, sort of, like, I still think that's a poor piece of game design because if you get yeah. rid of the turtle, you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> even even like you'd think you could just like jump on top of him and hold X and then sort of jump over the gap, but you can't yeah, yeah. do that because you can you only do the f- high jump once he's already flipped over. Oh man, that's mm. that's so. yeah, that's not good game design. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, see, I don't know because it, one because of their first games, but you know, you sort of get to learn that mechanic and know that like jumping on it for overturned turtles is something that gets you a little bit of extra height. So. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's bad game design. I think See, it. I, I would. I would agree, Regan. If the turtle came back, if you spun it and it's you know another turtle poured out of wherever, climbed up the side, and you got another another one, but you don't. You get one try, and if you don't get it, it's essentially broken that level for you. Mm. Potent. Yeah, I suppose. Like I, I don't. I don't think that's that's good game design. But again, you can just jump on the rope and just um, run across the entire thing if you want. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. They can let you, you cheese can, it. Yeah, yeah. You can totally cheese it. But um, yeah. I'm 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 loving it. Eh? It's it's everything I wanted it to be. It's such a good game to. I I just love those games where you just chuck it on, and you just there's no story to invest in just slowly tear just, your hair out you know yeah 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 slowly like punch punch the like my my bed just mm. every time i die i just get <laughs> progressively more angry um 
No, but I really like ukulele and that sort of thing. Like just platforming, man. I love it. It's it's great. It's just like switch part of your brain off that absorbs, you know, hardcore narratives and you know emotional beats and things like that, and just just platform, just platform mm. for, for hours, hours on end. It's great. It's nice, really good. Nice. So, yeah, how far through have you? So, you finished the first one? Uh, no, God, no, 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 no. no. Um, I am about three levels past the bridge to nowhere at the moment, so I don't know how far through that is. Um, I've passed. I think I've it's, done three bosses so far. It's close to the. There's three islands in the first one, so you're close. Okay, to yeah. So I'm almost to the end of the second island, I think. So, nice. I'm about two two thirds through the game, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'll move on to Crash Two, and hopefully, I don't get fatigued by the end and uh you know like uncharted um unable to play crash through totally just take <laughs> your time with it just take your time yeah. with it there's no rush yeah, yeah. Nah, hmm. it's all good um yeah that's all i've been playing balthazar i've noticed you were you were absent from this list man have you been jamming anything uh i've been playing my usual collection um <laughs> the grinding yeah 14 i actually changed up my 14 play has been a bit different i mean it's still just been the dailies but i uh, actually changed from you know like two years two and a half years of playing dps to playing tank um because why not change it up after a while um actually the reason was because the queue times were ridiculous like i was waiting sort of five minutes to get into a dungeon on dps as opposed to there was a shortage of tanks so now i get in straight away nice um which is nice because that cuts back on my uh, my obligatory daily grind by uh, not having to queue for five minutes and add that time onto it um other than that, uh, I've been playing Guild Wars 2 again pretty hard because the new expansion for that is next month. So I've just kind of been getting ready for it. Um, this still, is the one where you shared us the map and it was like twice the size or three times the yeah, size or something it's, ridiculous? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, yeah. Um, I mean, Guild Wars 2, to be honest, is probably my preferred MMO of the two, but it has just a shocking sort of lack of content in comparison to Final Fantasy XIV. There's nothing to keep you playing. Um, they made this interesting decision where they thought, hey, we kind of want it accessible to anyone. Um, so we don't want to constantly add new gear that's stronger and stronger and stronger because we don't want people to spend, you know, 100 hours grinding out one piece of gear and then have it become obsolete in the next expansion, um, which, you know, is interesting. And, and, I mean, it's a good idea considering I am one of those people who, for example, in Final Fantasy fourteen spent 10 hours grinding out, or sorry, like 100 hours grinding out my, uh, my Lux weapon but because, hours. <laughs> because of the glamour system, it's not like, you know, it's not lost because, yeah, okay, I lose the fact it's no longer the strongest weapon in the game, but I still get its appearance, which is really what I actually wanted it for kind of thing. Um, so, but Guild Wars was like, no, what we'll do is we'll make it so that gear never gets stronger. Like, you know, there's the highest tier gear ascended um, and now they've added legendary gear, which is the same stats as ascended, but you can change the stats on it whenever you want to any other stat combination. So you can kind of, mix and match your builds and stuff um so because they've done that it just means there's nothing to keep you playing once you've experienced the content because you don't feel like there's an obligation to keep up and to do dungeons and stuff like that so, Wait, so you, you can get weapons where you just basically you go yeah today i'm just going to give it x amount of attack or whatever like you can just pick and choose what stats it yeah has. so the stats on it so i only have one legendary because they're they're quite a grind um but I say after also admitting to a hundred hours <laughs> for one weapon in um, thing Final Fantasy. But yeah, they uh, basically so the base damage stays obviously because that's just the damage it does. But yeah, you can change it so you can say like, okay, I want to give it power. 
so it does more damage. Precision, so it has a higher percentage chance of doing critical damage and then maybe just critical damage as well, so that when it does critical, it does more. Mm. Um, and then, or you may be like, okay, well, today I'm playing kind of a tank, so I want uh, toughness, which is armor, vitality, which is health, and then uh, there's another stat, I don't remember which is for like resistance to condition damage and stuff. So yeah, you just kind of, you mix and match what you want on it um, based on what you feel like doing for that day sort of thing, hmm. um, which is super useful. But again, like it's, it's not necessary. They've struck a good balance of, you know, if this is the game you play, there's a lot of cool stuff to go for to make you, you know, really imperceptibly better than other people yeah. um but yes actually having an advantage uh whereas at the same time if you don't want to go for that and you play other games they've got this cool thing where it's like yeah cool every three months we'll put a new bit of story in um and then once that's done if you want to you can just you know head off and play other stuff for three months until we put an next bit of story in which is how i play it um but I do actually prefer it to 14. Like, the combat is great. It's really fun. It's got a combo system where you can uh, kind of use abilities, and then if you use other abilities uh, through certain fields or combos or whatever, it triggers special effects that otherwise wouldn't go off, which have, you know, cool opportunities for teamwork and stuff. Um, and there's no... I mean, there are cooldowns, but it's not like Final Fantasy where it's, you know, turn-based. Um, it's sort of like, it's real-time. You have to dodge roll to get out of the way if enemy attacks and, oh, cool. and stuff like that. Like, it's actually like a, a single action-based sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, as you can imagine, looks fucking cool when you, you know, you've got 200 people on screen fighting a massive dragon, <laughs> like, dodge rolling around the place and back flipping and stuff like that. Like, it looks <laughs> really fucking cool. Um, but there's just no content. So, yes, yeah, seeing that map triple in size and just thinking okay th this may be the thing this may be what keeps me in this game long term yeah. kind of thing and playing it for more than a week every three months because um, you would imagine if they if they're like if they're expanding the map by that amount then they also need to expand all of the other systems in the game to then cater for you know for that expansiveness of 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 content you know that's yeah yeah I, I imagine that if i were a guild wars player i would be quite excited yeah, so something they're doing with it, which is it's a staple of MMOs is mounts, and Guild Wars has never had it except the fast travel system. Um, but what they're doing with this thing of, of making the map bigger is they're adding mounts to it, which is kind of exciting because there are some classes which just are slow. Like some classes have built-in move speed buffs and others don't. And as someone who plays classes that don't, uh, I don't like that some people run faster than me. It annoys me. Um, so mounts <laughs> leveling the play playing field will be good, but also mounts are more of a terrain traversal thing than just a speed buff. So some of them can jump super high. Some of them can jump super far. So it's like, you know, if you've got if you take the wrong type of mount out with you in a particular map you may not be able to access an area because you can't jump high enough or you can't jump across a gap or whatever so it's mm. just it, it adds a lot of cool you know opportunities for that as well if you take a group through somewhere make sure you've got you know the right mix of different mounts to be able to get to all the different areas and do everything um yeah which is just pretty cool sounding um so yeah, like I've just been playing it really, just from refamiliarizing myself with everything ready for when the expansion comes out. Um, and nice. then the big one I've been playing really is I got back into Warframe after a year, maybe two years. Um, mm, I, I used to play yeah. it on PS4. I saw and, you on uh, on Steam a couple times, Warframe in it. Yeah. Up. So I used to play it on PS4. Um, probably have you know like eighty hours or something on it on that. Um, 
and then I tried it on Steam and I preferred it. I was like, man, it's way cooler mouse and keyboard. And then I realized I couldn't swap my PlayStation account over. So I stopped and I was like, fuck that. I'm not, you know, I've got 80 hours in this thing on PlayStation. Sure, I'm not going to play it on PlayStation now that I know it's not the best experience, but I'm damned if I'm going to grind out all the cool <laughs> shit I had again in it. Um, and then I just looked into some stuff on it and I was like, hang on, the game is actually completely different to when I last played. Mm. You move differently. Um, you kind of, not not just like, so your character movement is different. Um, kind of jumping is different. Sliding is different. Terrain traversal is different. But then also the way that you travel around the, the uh, sort of, stars is different you know the way you travel between planets is different the layout of the quests the fact that there's actually a story in it now when you reach a certain point um and then with the next update or whatever the next big one coming adding that freaking massive open world planet that you can fly around and do all that kind of shit on it like it seems yeah i, I was like okay i'll 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 go back in it. Why not? I'll, yeah. I'll jump in. I've just been having a lot of fun with it again, remembering that it is a really fun game. I do really enjoy it. So quite hard. Probably be. I found. Yeah. I, I, I gave it maybe 10 minutes or so. Well, more than 10 minutes, probably an hour or so and struggled to even walk in a straight line. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very fast, very fast, very touchy. Like you move the mouse, like half a centimeter and you've got you've spun around three times like that's clearly hyperbole but it's very sensitive um and i found yeah. i found it quite difficult but i'd imagine yeah it'd be the kind of thing when you get to the point where you have mastery it would be really really mm. satisfying yeah and that's the thing right is it's all fast but it's all fast because you're meant to be playing fast you know it's like the turning feels too fast but when you're moving at full speed you need to turn at that speed to keep up with your movement kind of thing mm. um so it's like when you get the momentum going and you learn how everything works and you start putting it all together um it feels really good um but yeah there'll probably be more on that in the future it's going to become my project for a while really probably until the guild wars 2 expansion comes out i'll just be uh trying to unlock all the all the stars again in warframe so that when they do add events and maps and things you know i've got the whole galaxy unlocked so i can travel to them and check them out cool very nice man very nice is that uh is that you for this this fortnight there's probably more but yeah we'll say that's me (laughs) (laughs) good stuff man um well we'll move into our discussion for this episode then which is as I uh, alluded to at the start, real games for real gamers. <laughs> I can't even say that without cracking up. Eh? <laughs> um, so essentially what this is, is what makes a gamer? Where do you draw the line at a gamer? Now, I find this discussion to be quite pedantic, um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, ch- I'll chip in with my opinion first. I think that if you play any sort of video games, you're a gamer. Um, I don't give a shit what it is. If you play Candy Crush, you're a gamer. I don't. I don't draw the line. I don't. I don't have any sort of tiers of gamers or anything like that. Um, you know, you can be a hardcore gamer or whatever. If you want to call yourself that, that's absolutely fine. I'm a gamer. I don't care if you know if someone's playing Candy Crush on the bus next to me or playing Angry Birds. They're a gamer. I don't discriminate. <laughs> they're all gamers to me. So uh, yeah, what, what what's your guys' opinions? Where are you coming coming from on this one? I feel that there it's not just that there's a distinction so like i wouldn't say that like you know jeff that plays uh candy crush on his cell phone on the bus on the way home is a gamer he's yeah he's he's playing a little game to pass the time but i think there's an intention element there so 
I, for me, mm. I'm at work and, you know, I'm working away, doing my thing, doing my thing. And in the back of my mind, I know that when I get home, I can recreationally pursue games as kind of like something that, that is, you know, adds to my life, I suppose. And, and I, and I look forward to, you know, taking that time to sit down and play some games at the end of the day. And I guess part of it is I sort of appreciate games as an added kind of art form. Um, whereas I'm not quite sure that those people that would sit on the bus just smashing two red colors together on Candy Crush would look at it in the same way. Um, so yeah, I think there's a little bit more in it for me. I think I come sort of between the two of you. Um, I agree with Regan that I think intent has to be there. You're not just a gamer because you're playing a game. Um, you know, you like if you're just playing Candy Crush on your way home on the bus or what have you, and you don't want to be seen or associated in that way, cool. No one else wants to lump you with us either, so that's <laughs> fine. Um, but on the flip side, I think that if when you get home, you... Yeah, I think... So there has to be more than intent. There has to be a certain amount as well, but I, I would still say that, you know, something like Candy Crush could count. It's the consumption of personal time rather than just travel time that's the difference so yeah if you're just playing it on the bus and that's the only time you play i think yeah like regan said you're really just you found something easy that kills the time um and that's that's it you know it was the the easiest and best thing available to you to kill the time however if you get home and then continue even if you're just playing you know app games you're just playing candy crush you're playing uh you know those various building sim things you can get where you pump pumping your real money to to you know speed up building times or whatever and that people get addicted to um i I think no matter what it is uh yeah it's just if you do it in your free time and you you know maybe think about it when you're not doing it plan your next session or what have you even if it's just hey when i get home i'm going to get back into this i think that's the difference for me the intent and the the free consumption of free time to pursue it Mm. Mm. mike Hmm. Well, Abe made some really good points, and then uh, Riga made some really good points, and then uh, Elsa <laughs> made some really good points. <laughs> so I'm a bit all over the place, but um, I, I think you know what what you want to like what an in- individual wants to call himself as well uh, should come into it because you know if you if you just pay play you know um, was it Candy Crush on the bus and you're like yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a gamer play Candy Crush on the bus every day to work then yeah sure he's a gamer yeah um, and I agree I don't think any like gamer would go no i don't think you're a gamer mate i think any gamer would be mm. like yeah fucking sweet as you play candy crush on the bus you know yes yeah, yeah. but and in, it, anyway, and then, um you know but uh on the other side you know if i'd like come home and i just spend all night playing video games and I'm like no nah, i'm not a video gamer then you know probably wrong so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah you fucking are mate you spend how many hours yeah. you know yeah 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 interesting yeah See the funny thing. The other day I was at work, and I think this game might have oh, this this game this this question might have come up in the Slack channel, and I pitched it to my team at work. And so this is a team yeah. of sort of just, I suppose millennials, I guess you would call call them. And I got some funny answers. Uh, the one that kind of came out first, very first, was you're a gamer if you have a headset. So it was all about mm. like the peripherals that mm. you had. So you're a gamer if you've got like. 
a setup or like some gear that's specific for gaming, which is weird because that, you know, you could apply that logic to anyone with a console. Um, but I don't know, maybe that, maybe that is the thing you've just got, you've got some specific gear somewhere that is dedicated for gaming. So whether that's a PC or a console, not sure that a phone would qualify because it's not dedicated to gaming perhaps. Yeah. Interesting, because I don't have a headset, so... <laughs> yeah, but you've got other examples of technology that are specific for gaming, right? Like a console or, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, 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 I suppose, yeah, console, I've got a console and a controller and, uh, wow, headphones, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have much, to be honest. I, uh, You know, the iToy and all that, I had that back in the day, but that's long gone. Mm. Kind of thing. Yeah, I do have just a bunch of consoles that I collect, like just the actual consoles just knocking around yeah i don't know if that qualifies me but yeah. i think absolutely <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to dispute uh, if i'm a gamer you feel free to get in touch i'm you know i i, I don't know if i am or not so <laughs> <you can tell laughs> me. i think if you have a collection of consoles you're probably yeah, yeah you're probably getting there if, yeah if, if, if you, you run a video it. game podcast for over a yeah. year you probably are. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, no, I guess I guess they're all valid points and there's probably no right answer. Well, there probably is. There's probably some academic somewhere who's come up with the perfect answer. But I think I think Mike you probably have a good point in that it's like part of it is just how what you feel you are, right? Your your own personal mm. identif- identity. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's hard for people to sort of label um, you know, with absolute specificity. If I said that right. Yeah, you know. I think you did, yeah. 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 <laughs> you should lobby to have it uh, added to any online form that you fill out that has drop down selections for occupation. Uh, I identify as a gamer. Yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, yeah, or religion, perhaps? Gamer? Yeah. Oh, this, this stuff makes me cringe, fellas. <laughs> I wouldn't Come be able on, to select Abe. it, though. Get in so, on this. Can't handle it. You wouldn't be able to select it, Balthazar. Why not? No, Abe and I are religious unaffiliates. We're completely unaffiliated with any religion because <laughs> it makes us immune to discussions about religion. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not let's not get into this. It's uh, this is a whole other podcast. We got Abe and Balthazar uh, religion or lack thereof uh, podcast, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll probably we'll, we'll do that one some other time. But um, yeah, I think there's some interesting points there. I still remain unchanged on on my opinion that anyone can call themselves whatever they want, and I don't really care. <laughs> but so, uh, is that just yeah, because yeah. you don't really care in general? Oh, there's a lot of apathy there, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I just don't like having people fall under you know people are having to be put in boxes like they should yep. be able to do whatever they want i don't give a shit why why should i care <laughs> like yeah. just do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anyone or, or being a dickhead you know yep. i think so. i think that's that's perfect that's perfect <laughs> yeah all right well we've got one more thing to to look into this episode and that is the return the long-awaited return of the top tens so we can't actually remember who was the last one to do one so we're just going to ascribe uh, Balthazar the honors of resurrecting the top 10. Balthazar, what do you got for us, man? Yeah, so I just quickly, while you were talking, then was loading up my list to try and get to it without having to, you know, delay time by saying I'm loading up my list. Here it is. <laughs> um, so I've still got six things on here, and I normally like to try to tie them into what we've been talking about, but I don't have anything. So I'm going to tie one into something Regan said on the stream. 
Um, <laughs> a few days ago. Nice. You were talking about what you had in your Steam library that you could potentially load up when uh, we were waiting for Battleground servers to come on. Um, actually, was that last week? Am I just like really far behind? Was no, that well, it happened the last two weeks. So, so right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, at one point, you mentioned Alan Wake was in your Steam library. Oh yeah. Um, and that is on my top ten list of games. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. I freaking love Alan Wake. Um, I've replayed that game numerous times. Um, I've also replayed its sort of sequel numerous times, but American Nightmare wasn't as good. It's just more actiony, so it's kind of easier to just play for a little bit if you feel like the the play style for a while. Um, right. But that game is just really interesting. Um, it's in my top ten for essentially being the perfect introductory game if you want to try and get someone to start playing horror games Mm. so a lot of people you know steer clear from horror games because they don't want you know that feeling of constantly being on the edge of their seat while they're playing or they don't want something that actively scares them when they're trying to have fun um in their free time (laughs) and alan wake is a game that has enough uh what are, like sort of so the narrative is is has enough hooks and draws in it to overpower the sense of dread of the actual you know making your way through a dark forest on your own with you know shadows moving all around you kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and so it's got that lure to it that that starts from the moment you start playing the game so there's no kind of having to slog through a bit before the story kicks in or anything like as soon as it starts you you are caught up you know what's going on and you want to see you want to see what's going on because actually you don't know what's going on you know as much as alan knows kind of thing um alan alan's a funny name it's it's so good right for for (laughs) and his mate barry those are the two alan and barry it's so good is barry Um, actually is that real is that yeah yeah that's his mate barry Uh, (laughs) that's amazing chubby guy who wears a like puffer jacket he's awesome i am am downloading the shit out of this game after this yeah and (laughs) it's just i love it it's such a good game um like i said it's got that hook straight away the story as you go through never quite makes sense but actually does resolve at the end you are like okay i know i know what it was about now the 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 journey made no sense at all but the destination i figured it out now we're all good um there's some really epic sort of set piece levels that you play um so there's one which is very akin to a mission in left for dead 2 which is really cool where basically you're out in a field um and uh you kind of you start making a lot of noise um, and sort of, I think maybe you start up some farm equipment or something and there's a lot of light flashing around everywhere and you basically draw the attention of everything around you and have to just kind of try to survive for a little while. Um, and, and a lot of cool stuff like that. And yeah, the, the story essentially is about Alan, who's a, a writer um, and he's, his wife partner i actually it's been a while since i replayed so i don't quite remember her relation to him i'm gonna say wife um, i think it's his wife yeah yeah goes missing um and he believes she's been taken by these dark forces that he has inadvertently created in his writings um and so as you go through the game you're finding pages from your latest manuscript which you lost which are kind of detailing what's going on around you and and sometimes they allude to what could come next um and so you're kind of trying to piece it all together as you go through all the while being chased by these you know shadowy axe wielding murderers and stuff in the forest um 
and it's got a cool combat mechanic where you've got a gun and you've got a torch and before you can hurt the enemies you need to shine your torch at them until all the shadow dissipates from them and then you shoot them oh, yeah. um, so you've got to watch both your ammo count and your battery level on your torch because even though your torch is always on and you can swing it around and it doesn't really drain the battery focusing the torch which is what you have to do to you know dissipate the shadows kind of thing um drains the battery quite quickly especially on the higher difficulties so you really need to be conservative with when you're going to use your torch or when you're going to run um and i've said in the past when talking about resident evil and stuff i am not a fan of games that don't tell you explicitly whether they're a running game or a fighting game because Mm. i like to know what i'm meant to do alan wake is the exception to that rule i loved playing that game and being like, okay, I have a huge stockpile of batteries. I'm going to fight my way through this warehouse or fuck them out of batteries. I can hear shit all around me. I can see the trees moving. I would have fucking leg it to the nearest lamp post or something so that I've got a safe haven. Did Alan Wake have a thing where if you're being chased by, by the ghoulies sort of thing, um, it would slow down and you'd look behind you or am I thinking of, am I making that, taking that from um, dying light and, and putting it, so you're game. kind of taking it, but also it happens, but it's not it's not a mechanic. Um, you know, it doesn't happen every time something jumps out behind you and is about to get you. It happens at a few points the first time it happens um, to kind of give you an indicator. So basically, the, the, the camera, I believe, not the camera, the color sort of washes out a little bit. And that's the indicator that something's really close to you and about to get you. And the first few times that camera washout is also accompanied by the camera turning to focus on the enemy so that you kind of make that mental link that whenever the, you know, the color's washing out, there's an enemy behind you. Oh, it sounds um, scary. it's it's not though like it's yeah i mean as i said like i said it i think it is the perfect to someone who says sounds scary to games it's the perfect entry level starting point for you (laughs) if you're ever going to be able to play horror games try alan wake and you'll find out kind of thing like (laughs) alan wake was the game that turned me on the whole franchise i wasn't a fan of them because i didn't like spend my free time being scared kind of thing and then i played alan wake and i was like i bet there's actually a lot of other great story horror games out there that i need to play and from that i moved into the dead space and stuff as well which i also love and are you know up there among my favorites and the and yeah a lot of great games came from playing alan wake yeah Mm. alan wake i would say is sort of the entry level man's silent hill 2 it's yeah that's a really good comparison yeah 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 it's 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 very um it's much easier to get your head around this deal so it isn't so abstract in its in its themes and things like that. Where Silent Hill Two is like the whole thing's a bloody metaphor. I've got to you've got to <laughs> figure a lot of lot of the, it's awesome. You know, it's one of the best games ever, kind of thing. Um, but Alan Wake, uh, it's a lot more streamlined kind of thing, and it's also very reminiscent of Stephen King work. Um, oh, things. very much so. Like, yeah, you know, his, and- his any of his stuff set in Maine, which is pretty much all of his stories, because that's where he's from. He sets them all in Maine. Mm. And it's also got great uh, implementation of live action. Um, not always done well in games when they do live action for the cutscenes. Alan Wake does it incredibly well because the actor, like, this was before they started doing the whole, you know, mocap suits and everything and dots on the faces. Mm. Yeah. They just. I feel like they did it the other way around. They didn't have the technology to create a character that looked like an actor. So they made a character and then they just searched the entire world until they found that man who looked exactly like the character and got him <laughs> to do the cutscenes. Um, Very inefficient way of doing yeah. it. <laughs> but he's, he, the actor for Alan and Mr. Scratch is like exactly 
the character models like better yeah. than any game that actually bases the characters off the actors and it's an old game so there's no way they managed to make it look that close without doing it the reverse to the way that people normally do i think they just make because i think he's what he's like norwegian or something um and i yeah think, he, he will be a uh, swedish because remedy's a swedish studio i think right yeah so i think what they probably did was they just made a generic looking swedish dude as the main character and just said he was an american dude um so that he looked you know different to other people in the game uh and then because he was just generic norwegian body type and face type a b put together they just went out and found that dude who was like every <laughs> third dude that walked past them on the street so they were just like are you an actor no all right are you an actor no all right are you an actor <laughs> yes all right step into our studio we've got a job for you um yeah no it's uh yeah the reason why it's on there as i've said with a lot of them they're on there for you know doing something that changes the way that i think about or play games and as i said it was just that entry level to making me appreciate the genre of thriller and horror games awesome man well i also stand corrected they're from finland they're finnish ah. yeah yeah so they're upper up around the area in scandinavia uh, yeah area, but yeah now nah, awesome pick man i i've played th- i think i've only played through alan wake once but i i adored it i thought it was fantastic i should totally get it's, on there. it's one of those yeah. rare gems that because i mean it's because it came i think in a generation i mean it came in the xbox 360's lifespan and that game just that console sorry and generation just had so many you know high quality exclusives that this is one that just kind of slipped by because it yeah. was a bit weird and it wasn't mainstream developer or anything yeah it's um i've also just thought of another thing it reminds me of a lot uh, secret window with johnny depp but uh it reminds oh, me a ton yeah. of that movie i've not seen all of it but yeah I, I think i saw like the latter half of that yeah movie. it's like a yeah. writer hold up in his cabin and he goes starts going a bit nuts and you know starts seeing things and it's very very reminiscent of, of i think alan wake probably took a little bit of influence from from that as well but nah that's awesome man very very, very good so next week uh it'll be you regan because i'm saying it is um <laughs> with your top 10 <laughs> cool cool <laughs> yeah yeah laying down the law man laying down the law nice one uh yeah but that's that brings us to the end of another overcast gamer show for the fortnight uh thank you for joining us mike cheers for coming along man to oh, no chat uh all things witness crash bandicoot dunkirk all that all that good shit um as per usual you can find all of our stuff youtube facebook twitter twitch we do a twitch stream every thursday at Eight till ten. <laughs> Somewhere between eight PM and nine. Eight, eight till ten. Yeah. Eight till ten. Yeah, Let's no just good say one. that because it covers both <laughs> both uh, both blocks there. Yeah, but eight till ten, uh, we we stream. So yeah, this week uh, I can do Bandicoot or um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have something. We'll have something fun to do anyway. But thank you for joining us, and we will catch you guys in two weeks. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> you guys are weirdos. <laughs>